This week on the Tech on Tap podcast, we discuss the latest Snap Center information and how you can control multiple application backups through a single management interface. Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi. I love NetApp. Oh, yeah. NetApp. I love this company. Zipor. Zipor. I love NetApp because it's so funny. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. I'm here in the basement of my house and with me today I have a couple of special guests to talk about the Snap Center plugin for NetApp. So with me today uh, we have Manohar Kulkarni. So Manohar, what do you do here at NetApp and how do I reach you? Hi, I'm Manohar. I'm the technical marketing engineer for Snap Center Server and also the Microsoft plugin supported via Snap Center Server. And uh, you can either reach me on my NetApp email ID, manohar.kulkarni at netapp.com. I'm also available on Twitter. It's uh, kmanohar81. And uh, also on the LinkedIn, uh, you can search by my name uh, with NetApp, um, easily searchable. Yep. All right, excellent. Also with us today, Eben Kadevi. Eben, what do you do here at NetApp and how do we reach you? Hey, Justin, and hello to tech podcast listeners. I'm Ebin Kadavi. Uh, I'm the TME for Database Solutions and Snap Center, Snap Center Cloud Services. So in Database Solutions, I primarily handle Oracle, MySQL, and Postgre databases. And I'm, I'm based out of Bangalore in India. So you can reach me directly on my NetApp account, ebin.kadavi at netapp.com. If you didn't catch those contact uh, addresses or Twitter handles, we'll, we'll be sure to post those in the blog that we uh, send out with this episode. Um, so like, like I said, we're talking about Snap Center today. And if you're not familiar with Snap Center, um, luckily we have people to tell you what that is. <laughs> so, so Manohar, what is Snap Center here at NetApp? Yeah, so Snap Center Server is a single pane of glass through which you can um, manage and protect your enterprise workload like SQL Server, Oracle, Exchange, SAP HANA, uh, all from uh, a centralized web-based URL. And uh, it, the setup is quite simple. You just need to deploy Snap Center on a Windows box and uh, add the host on which you want to manage your, uh, want to protect your workload, and then add the on-tap storage. So we can also protect your VMs via Snap Center server. So we have a different component for it. We call it as Snap Center plugin for VMware. So it's a complete data protection and manageability solution. Uh, you can also clone your data, and everything can be managed from Snap Center Server. So basically, you install a server on, you know, like a, a VM or a Windows box or a Linux box. What's the what's the OS support for Snap Center? Like, how does that work? So uh, it only supports on the Windows box. So uh, the the setup is available on the support side. Just download it, install it on, uh, bring any of the Windows uh, uh, flavor. We support for Windows 2012, 2016, and 2019. Uh, install Snap Center on it, and uh, once it is done, and if you, let's say, if you want to protect an uh, workload that is running a SQL or an Oracle running on a Linux box, so you just need to add the host and select the plugin or the type of workload you want to protect, and Snap Center will uh, automatically install a couple of services. There are very lightweight services uh, that will be installed on the host, and that's it. Snap Center will automatically discover what are all the resources 
running on each of these hosts and it will automatically enumerate the resource on the snap center page. Uh, and once it is done, that's it. It will identify which are the resources running on NetApp storage and non-NetApp storage. And thereon, you can go ahead and configure your uh, uh, your backup and schedule it. At, uh, and then if you want to create a clone out of it, uh, then you can do it from uh, one single page. So essentially, you have a, a server and a bunch of agents on these hosts, right? Right. So these, they, those agents are there basically to accept whatever APIs the server is sending to kick off the backups? Correct. So once the services are installed on each of the hosts, so it will communicate with the SnapCenter server through HTTPS protocol, and, uh, it, and it will keep on talking to SnapCenter uh, whenever a request is passed from SnapCenter server, an API is called uh, where the services are installed on the on the client machine or the plugin host. And from there, it will trigger the backup and will send the information back to SnapCenter server. So as far as these agents go, I imagine that they are on these clients for a reason. I mean, what is that reason? Like, what does it have to do with the application, the client to, to you know, to back up things properly? So if I take about, uh, if I consider one example, like SQL server, when the agents are installed, so it just reduces the load on SnapCenter server. So this way, if you have like, you know, like hundreds and thousands of servers to be managed, uh, if I install all the services running from SnapCenter, this will uh, overload the SnapCenter server. So having some of the services running from of the host, uh, it will uh, just, uh, it will make the workflow quite easy. So whenever there is a backup request, the services will be running in the, uh, as per the schedule time, the services will be running on the, each of the host. It will discover what are all the uh, storage that are connected to the system, what are my databases, and then it will uh, trigger the backup. Uh, it is just a, a NetApp snapshot. Um, and then uh, it will also leverage some of the APIs uh, that are required before and after taking the snapshot. Like for example, if I want to manage a SQL, then I have a SQL plugin installed in that machine. So it will leverage uh, the APIs provided by Microsoft SQL Server uh, along with the NetApp on tap snapshot uh, APIs to take the backup. An application consistent backup can be taken by uh, leveraging both the uh, APIs, that is, which is the Microsoft APIs and the on tap APIs. And similarly, it also works for the other enterprise workload as well. Uh, and this way, you, you, you are via SnapCenter server, you're able to take an app consistent backup through which user can also be able to do a point in time recovery or up to the minute restore. Yeah. And these APIs, you know, so similar to like, you know, with SQL and Exchange, you, you're doing like remote VSS and that sort of thing to tell the application to pause so you don't have a situation where you catch it in flight and you don't have a good backup. Right. That's right. Does it also cover, you know, cloud-based applications like Office 365? Is it having support for stuff like that? Uh, no, but uh, SnapCenter uh, supports the on-tap storage. So the supported storage is one is the uh, on-tap storage that uh, that includes all the flavors of on-tap. That is on-tap on-premises, on-tap select, and cloud volume on-tap. So if you have any application or data residing on CVO, respective of whatever cloud you're running, be it on Azure or AWS, uh, 
all those resources can be protected via Snap Center. Can you manage them all from Snap Center? Like, can you talk to an on-prem system and a cloud system from the same single pane of glass? Yeah, you can do that. Yep. All right, good. Nobody wants to go to different windows. That's, that stinks. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, you mentioned uh, application support and, what you know, you, you listed SQL and, and uh, virtualization. What about Oracle? Like, what sort of things are we doing with Oracle? And I guess Eben would, would cover that. Um, so, Eben, you know, tell us about the Oracle support with SnapCenter. Yes. Uh, so, so Oracle was introduced uh, pretty much in 1.1 release, which was five years uh, from now. Uh, so we have a very good support right now, especially the latest release on SnapCenter 4.4 has support for Oracle databases running on VMware platforms. So that includes like uh, VMware RDM, VMware VMDKs. And uh, we have come up with a support for AIX platforms based on a lot of customer feedbacks. So we, we brought in uh, support for AIX as well. And apart from that, the major stuff that we introduced was Oracle multi-tenancy. So as most of you uh, maybe who are managing Oracle here, so they know that Oracle is uh, uh, is having an end of support for majority of its uh, versions like 11G, 12C, 18C, and they have been requested to move to 19C. And from 12C onwards, Oracle has got a, a new feature or a new architecture called Oracle multi-tenancy, which is completely a, a different architecture from its legacy, which is non-CDB versus CDB. So that's nothing but the, the container databases. So we are the uh, first storage vendor as well as the backup vendor to support Oracle multi-tenant architecture along with its uh, uh, like uh, backup restores and clones. So we can perform clone of uh, a single tenant uh, in, a, in a given database uh, from one host to another host or to another city. What are some of the challenges you'd have with backing up an, a multi-tenancy architecture, you know, and what is the reason why other people might not be doing that today while, while we can? Yeah, so fun, yeah, fundamentally, Oracle had a, a, a traditional architecture where it was a single large database and maybe in the past we used to have one-on-one -on -one, like one database running on a single host. Now with the Oracle uh, multi-tenant architecture, they have given us the freedom to virtualize the database in itself. So which means that I can have multiple uh, small containers, that's nothing but small databases running with, within a large container database box. So it's like, uh, 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 to make it clear, like an analogy of a VMware, so where you have ESXi host with multiple VMs. The same way you have a, a big database with multiple PDBs. So that is nothing but pluggable databases. So uh, so this is a very new architecture, though it came in 12C, it, didn't, uh, it, was, it was much in the innovation path, so it didn't cover a lot of important features for production readiness. Now with 19C, uh, Oracle has brought in support for majority of its applications, uh, like e-business suit, so that the customers can move directly from their, uh, say, 11, 11G release to uh, 19C release and, and that to adopt this multi-tenant architecture. Now, as they move to this multi-tenant architecture, of course, there are a couple of challenges because you need to consolidate things. You need, uh, where a few, uh, few customers used to consolidate multiple databases running on multiple hosts to a single uh, database in a single host. So these are like a huge amount of consolidations that's going to happen. 
And again, for, uh, the architecture has gone different because it's not the same old database where you direct, directly go into SQL Plus and do all your operations. Now you need to log into specific containers. There are a lot of uh, isolations network, uh, uh, isolations between different PDBs within a CDB. And you need to uh, uh, you need to connect to a specific PDB to do any operations. Now, when you back up in the past, so we used to back up as an entire database. Now you have to you have to keep in mind that there are a lot of PDBs within a CDB, and these PDBs are going to host multiple different applications. So you should be aware of how you are uh, uh, capturing the metadata of each PDB when you want to say uh, uh, if you want to perform clones or if you want to perform restores. So you need to restore at the individual PDB level. And that awareness is very important. And that is not there uh, or uh, by in most of the other products in the market right now. So we at Snap, Snap Center, we have brought in that intelligence. So we understand how we can perform flex clone for an individual PDB that is running in a, in a, in a CDB. And you can, you can port that PDB from one CDB to another CDB. So, so that, that's something that uh, we, have, uh, uh, we have come up continue in this place. So as far as the restores go, do we have granularity all the way up to the minute or is, you know how how granular can our restores get? Yes, uh, we, we back up archive logs, uh, uh, basically the transaction logs. So you can, uh, and, and when we back it up, so we, what we do is basically we, we, uh, we quiz the database as, as Manohar said. Uh, we will be quizzing the database and we'll make sure before we take the archive log backup, that is the transaction log backup, we flush the logs that are in the read logs so that all the latest data uh, that has been or any transactions that have been captured in the read logs have been present in the archive logs. And post that, we, we fire a snapshot uh, of, on the archive log volume. So when you want to perform a restore and recovery up to a minute, so we, what we basically do is we mount the, uh, I mean, we restore at the snapshot level, so the entire data snapshot, and then we mount the RK logs directly onto the host, and we perform an up-to-the-minute recovery. So yes, so we support that. Does Snap Center also support doing like uh, test restores, where you can basically spin up a flex clone and, and test out the the integrity of the restore that you're that you're doing? Yes. So uh, for Oracle database, it's one of the essential feature, like uh, you want to validate your backups, um, uh, like one part of the feature, wherein we we have an integration with the Oracle's utility uh, called DBV, uh, that is uh, uh, DB Verify. So we can mount uh, the snapshots directly to the host. We can we can now perform this DBV against these snapshots. And, and and figure out if there is any corruption in the snapshot or not. So so that that integration is also possible. And yes, uh, uh, we can validate the integrity of the snapshots. Do we support all the protocols like both SAN and NAS protocols for for SnapCenter yes. Oracle? Yes, NFS and SAN, FC, MCOE, and okay. NSPS. So how many databases total can I back up with a single SnapCenter instance? Okay, so that's an interesting question. So uh, uh, right now, as you've heard that we have multiple plugins. Now, uh, we have seen very often that customers come with, uh, with a requirement, hey, I need to back up SQL, I need to back up Oracle, Postgre, MySQL, Exchange. So it's depending on the number of applications they're going to manage. Now, if suppose you are taking an Oracle as an example here, so, uh, uh, so we have tested up to around 500 to 1,000 databases uh, in every release cycles, like uh, 
the last one was snapcenter 4.4 now the interesting part is this is not the uh, the maximum limit so it's just that how much you can scale like uh, uh, you need to uh, tweak the scalability in terms of uh, the number of databases that you are uh, uh, grouping it together for a backup we we call that term as a resource group so resource group is nothing but uh, it's like a, it's like a container that that can attach as many databases as possible and you can set a schedule and you can trigger backup so you can have multiple such resource groups you can you can have different schedules i mean different policies attached to it and you can back it up if you are able to stack the backups uh, based on your uh, number of databases or the scale of your uh, databases in your infrastructure so you can run as many databases as possible Okay, so what about Snap Center itself? I mean, you mentioned a Snap Center server, and you can back up a bunch of databases. Can you group a bunch of Snap Centers together and then manage it through the same window? Yes. Yeah, so, so we have an HA capability. Uh, so we have introduced support uh, uh, for HA. So, so that can address the scale part of it. So maybe Manohar, you want to take up uh, add more into it. Yeah. So uh, HA is mostly used, uh, you know, when when you're man- managing like hundreds of host and uh, you want to ensure that your backup job runs as per the schedule uh, and and your backup job doesn't stops anywhere uh, but if you're talking of scalability of managing more than thousands of hosts uh, well you cannot have multiple snap center server and manage through one snap center server uh, one one master snap center server uh, we have we can help in uh, building a solution depending upon the business for let's let's say uh, you can either have one snap center to manage just the oracle piece one snap center manages the sql piece uh, and similarly if you have a different business unit then the snap center can manage a particular business unit so this way your load will be segregated uh, and uh, individual dbas or business units can manage their own set of uh, application via snap center server but as such managing it through one snap center server uh, having multiple snap center server and then managing it by one primary snap center it is not currently uh, uh, is not currently available but yeah th- these kind of uh, but if there is customer who want to manage a very large enterprise workload then that is where we can help in uh, building up a solution and uh, and help you out like uh, how what is the configuration uh, that you can set for snap center server and uh, uh, how you can uh, build up uh, have a multiple snap center server to manage a different set of uh, workloads yeah i would imagine having something where you know even cloud resident like you have a cloud resident snap center management pane and it manages multiple instances of snap center for you know their environment i think that would be very useful for very large environments but you know you mentioned the number of databases you you can support with a single server that's pretty large as as it stands so i imagine you're not getting a a ton of asks for that size of an environment yeah not yeah. very much as far as the rman backups for oracle let's, let's kind of circle back with that do you do cataloging of the backups with snap center making it very easy to find restores or how, how easy is it is it to restore something once i back it up yeah so uh we, we support rman cataloging for our snapshots and that is one of the uh, uh feature that was requested by many of our dbs so so we made sure that uh, uh 
we have this cataloging part enabled for Snap Center so that even the DBAs can, uh, if suppose they want to use RMAN for their recovery. Now it's quite simple. So they just need to uh, enable the policy with the RMAN cataloging. So the backups are always cataloged with RMAN. Now, when they want to perform a restore, so they just need to mount the snapshot and uh, they can run the RMAN commits directly. So we uh, RMAN can figure it out uh, where the snapshot is being mounted and what all files it needs to recover. So, so that is possible. And what about like the plugins themselves? You mentioned having DBAs manage their own backups. Do I need to give them root access to do this or can I do role-based access control and give them their own unique rights? Well, in Snap Center, we have uh, a very well-defined RBAC uh, control. So uh, you can you can segregate the controls based on like host access, database access, um, even based on the operations. Like uh, maybe you can say uh, hey, this DBA can only perform backup. Maybe a different DBA has a privilege to uh, perform clone, and maybe a, a senior most DBA can only perform a restore. So you can do all that controls. And apart from that, so we also was uh, was very much keen to address one of the gaps that we had in Snap Manager for Oracle was, so we expected a root access uh, for doing all these operations. Now with uh, Snap Center, we introduced support for sudo so that uh, Linux or AIX-based customers, if, if the DBs wants to access or install a plugin, perform any operation, they can use their sudo accounts and they can manage in their operations. So there is no need of having root accounts uh, to manage all these operations. Okay, that's good, because I'm sure most people don't want to hand out root just to whomever, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so a lot of people use the GUI, but some people like to use the command line, or, or there may be some cases where you can't do something in the GUI. So does Snap Center prov- or does it provide a an, an CLI for the Oracle plugin or for any of the plugins? Well, uh, with the Snap Center, we have a CLI uh, uh, equivalent for it. Like all the operations that you can handle it in GUI, you can do it in CLI. Uh, so there's a specific uh, Linux CLI commandlets uh, for each of the operations. And uh, apart from that, so we also have a PowerShell commandlets, uh, so that can also handle uh, the similar set of operations. But it is it, it is being managed directly from the Snap Center server itself instead of being running at the uh, in the Linux host or AX host. Uh, the other option uh, that we have, for, say, for SQL and Exchange, so it is other plugins like uh, managed by Snap Center. So we, we also have a support for REST. So uh, so they can leverage uh, 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 REST as well. So the, the things that are available in the Swagger, so you can find out what is the REST equivalent for each of these operations. So what sort of things would somebody want to do in the CLI that they couldn't do in the GUI? Is it, is it pretty much feature parity, or are there things that you need to go into the CLI for? Uh, it's mostly the if the customer wants to do automation, then uh, they would leverage the CLI or PowerShell commandlet. Uh, it, just like, you know, say the enterprise workload would be having hundreds of hosts, and uh, there are customers who... Uh, who have an L1 help desk to manage a particular set of tasks. So that can be managed. Uh, if they just hand over the scripts to a team, then they can manage some of the tasks like provisioning the disk uh, on the Windows host. And uh, similarly with the REST API, where uh, they can automate uh, to take a backup of a database of SQL Server. So that is where uh, the CLI or the APIs come into the picture. Okay. 
So as, as we were talking about this, this all makes me think about, um, you know, a product we've had for a while is, is Snap Manager, right? So this kind of does, there's overlap. There's things that this does that Snap Manager used to do. And I know that Snap Manager has been end of life. So, you know, it'll no longer be allowed to be downloaded and used. So if I'm using Snap Manager today, how do I get from Snap Manager to Snap Center easily? Yeah, so Snap Manager end of support for SQL, uh, Snap Drive for Windows uh, and Exchange is going to end this year. And um, Snap Manager was a very old uh, architecture. So when you install Snap Center, it is not a replacement. I mean, it doesn't swap your Snap Manager install bits with Snap Center. You have to install uh, a separate Snap Center uh, on a different Windows box, and then you need to push plug into the host, as I mentioned earlier. So Snap Manager uh, and Snap Center can run together. And the reason we are allowing to have Snap Manager and Snap Center to uh, run together is the backup taken from Snap Manager cannot be restored via Snap Center. So uh, once you have installed the Snap Center plugin into each of these hosts, and you you need to configure a new backup policy and schedule the backup for databases. And uh, at the same time, you need to stop Snap Manager jobs that were running on each of this machine. And uh, once the backup that were taken via Snap Manager have aged out, you can uninstall Snap Manager and delete the old snapshot from Snap Manager. Uh, only in few cases, if uh, uh, specifically for Exchange, where uh, some of the DLL may interfere. Uh, so in that case, uh, some of the Snap Manager services uh, have to be replaced with Snap Center uh, services, and that's well documented within Snap Center documentation. And uh, apart from that, if you have SQL uh, that are stored uh, for a long-term snapshot that are stored in SnapWall, then uh, you can actually migrate those SnapWall copies to Snap Center repository. And this way, uh, all the uh, inventory are available in Snap Center, and you can you can restore all the old SnapWall copies taken in Snap Manager via Snap Center. Okay, so it's a pretty seamless migration process there, right? Right. Good, because I, th- I think I imagine most people don't want to go through the yeah, headache. Of- many customer, many customer have migrated it, so uh, not heard much of a complaint while at least while doing the migration. Okay, excellent. So let's talk a little bit more about the server itself. Um, did we come out with a new release recently? And if so, what's the latest release we're on? So we came out, uh, uh, so Snap Center 4.4 is the latest release, uh, latest release which had uh, come out in November 2020. And uh, there are a lot of uh, features that were added uh, to Snap Center in the recent release. So majorly, which I've been have already talked about from the Oracle perspective, like uh, the support of Oracle on VMDK and RDM that includes a standalone ASM layout or a rack configuration. Similarly, support on AX platform um, and the PDB clone as well. And apart from that, there were a lot of additional support from uh, that were added in Snap Center server. Like uh, now, you can schedule a report. So there, there were a lot of customer. Uh, if you want, uh, who used to ask that, uh, 
that they have to log in every time into snap send a server to check the daily backup report uh for a base of weekly or quarterly so now you can schedule a report so you don't a user don't have to log in into the snap center server they can directly get a report into their mailbox and uh they can view what is the overall backup status if any new database have been added they can also view if that is getting backed up or not and then they can take an action to add the database into a backup group similarly uh we have also qualified for metro cluster service um so uh, here are some of the uh, other feature uh, other enhancement done in the snap center side with the snap center um product you mentioned there's a, like a server that you have to install and all that stuff is there any plan to make that less of an on prem thing is it what's the vision for snap center so today customer are evaluating cloud option uh, to host their database and workload many of them have already moved to cloud so we want snap center to be the most preferred data management solution on netapp system including cloud volume on tap based on aws azure or gcp or even netapp private storage system so for customer who are primarily hosted their workload uh, only on the cloud se can manage resources on cloud and for that snap center have to be installed on dedicated infrastructure and if snap center already exists on premises then vpn have to be established so if customer is looking uh, for cloud solution then we have a cloud based service coming up it's called snap center service and it's a micro service based architecture and ses will be hosted on netapp cloud manager So Snap Center will be used to manage and protect workload on premises and Snap Center service will be used to protect workload on cloud. So looking at the vision we are looking uh, to provide an hybrid cloud solution by having both Snap Center server and Snap Center service be coexist and uh, and both of them will be integrated together and uh, Abin can talk more about it. Hey, so you you've got most of the points right, but I would like to highlight the major problem um, that are faced by the most of the enterprises. Before I talk about this new cloud service, that's the Snap Center service. It's all about the mass data fragmentation. Uh, so, in simple terms, data that is scattered everywhere. So, data fragmentation is is isn't just confined uh, to the legacy data center. So, IT teams now must deal with uh, a new collection of data silos being created in multi clouds for their offsite backups long term archives second tier storage test and dev and 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 lot more so with almost no visibility or governance of their content or location and for that we require today multiple point products to manage each of these workloads say for oracle for sql for hana we need different products for on prem and to the cloud and lack of integration among these multiple point products presents risk when you're moving data between your on premises and your cloud environments and so the solution to this problem is quite simple so we need to always treat the data here as the first class entity not the infrastructure so we should not be bothered about whether it is running in on premises or it is running in cloud or multi cloud environment So, and how to unlock more value for customers from their data that is being protected, and this brings to our new service that we call as Snap Center Service. 
so which is our data protection and copy data management solution for enterprise workloads in the cloud. So the, the, the Snap Center service will be our new service uh, that will be hosted in the Cloud Manager platform. And uh, uh, if, you, if you talk about Cloud Manager, we have a lot of services like Trident, Kubernetes, Cloud Backup Service, and a lot more. And Snap Center service would be one of uh, the new service that will be hosted in this platform. So it, we, we have a lot of use cases that we are planning for, but uh, uh, like uh, to start with, we, we, we would like to address the backup, restore, cloud capabilities for workloads running in cloud storage. Uh, that's nothing but uh, like our ANF, Azure NetApp Files, Cloud Volume Service or Cloud Volumes on tap. We want to address the story on the burst to cloud wherein you can perform dev test from your on-prem directly to your cloud. And uh, another familiar use case is uh, DRSS service where you can uh, uh, you can fail over from your on-prem directly to your cloud or you can even fail back. And then one cool use case behind that is a DR testing or you can also perform DR testing uh, uh, for your enterprise workloads. And the last major use case is the DBSS service or like a VMware as a service that includes uh, um, starting from provisioning uh, till the data protection. So that includes backup, restore, clone, DR, and all that stuff. So these are the wide varieties of use cases that we are targeting. So you, you mentioned disaster recovery and, and that sort of thing. Can a Snap Center instance also kick off SnapMirror re- replication after a backup? Yes. Snap Center on prem can do that. So we can replicate the backups from on prem to SnapMirror destination. So okay. we can support fan out architectures. So we can have multiple. In the sense, maximum up to two snapshot distributions. Okay, cool. So it's basically, and I'm, I'm guessing this is kind of like zero day feature. I think it's been there since the beginning, right? Yeah, that's right. All right. So as far as Snap Center goes, I, I understand there's probably a licensing model there. Can you explain that to me? How that works, and you know what I'm going to be paying for and what I'm getting out of it? Sure. So Snap Center Server uh, license uh, have two categories. One is uh, the standard uh, controller based license. So if you have a premium bundle or a data protection bundle, then uh, you can just install Snap Center on one of the Windows box and add the storage and it will validate the license if you have either of this uh, bundle in the ONTAP. And uh, if you have uh, any data or uh, if you have a CVO instance or an ONTAP select, then in that case, you need to have a Snap Center capacity-based license. So the capacity means uh, it, it, it is based on the number of or, or the uh, the size of the snapshot uh, that, that have to be managed via Snap Center. So uh, only if this is applicable only if your uh, data that is residing on CVO or uh, on ONTAP Select is acting as a primary. If it is a secondary, then you don't uh, require additional license, uh, be it for on-prem or for uh, CVO. All right. So as far as Snap Center service goes, it sounds pretty compelling and it gives me the ability to use a cloud-based offering for that. But can I get it today or is it not available yet? Well, uh, for a Snap Center service, we presently uh, have uh, announced preview. Uh, so we, we right now support one of the use cases that is SAP HANA workload running on GCP CBS, that is Google Cloud Platform. Um, so if, if you are interested, then you need to reach out to me uh, or uh, we will give the contact uh, in the description below. 
so please reach out to us. So we, we would share a community page URL and you need to subscribe to it. You need to sign up uh, for the preview. And for the preview, do I have to have that specific use case where it's basically SAP HANA, Google Cloud, and or is it like other? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, because you know, this is the first uh, release. And uh, I mean, I mean uh, the, the release is yet to happen. So this is the first announcement of preview now. So eventually, we will be coming up with a lot of use cases. We will add up a lot of workloads based on the demand. And as I said, right, so we have around five to six different use cases that we are targeting. So eventually, we would address uh, different sort of these use cases uh, in, in different release cycles. I guess what I'm hearing there is if you have SAP HANA, you can do this today. But if you don't have SAP HANA and you want something similar to what they're offering here, you should still contact you because that drives up the demand and helps you understand the use cases that are most popular. Yes, that's right. Well, right. We, we would be happy to listen to you. So we, even if you're interested for any POCs or demos or any customer interactions, please reach out. Is there a, is there a landing page for Snap Center or any specific TRs you want to call out? Or should we just link those in the, in the blog we post? Uh, the URL is, is long. Uh, so I I'm going to need you to spell it out for the, everybody. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's netapp.com so slash <laughs> yeah but we do have a best practice for for all the primary workloads uh, for sql it is uh, 4714 for oracle it is uh, 4700 uh, for uh, exchange it is 4681 and uh, gosh, i don't remember these sap hana well, well we'll link those in the blog there's there you know you don't have to go digging them up i mean it just you know it's good to have yeah, so there is actually a page in Snap Center uh, in www.netapp.com. So you can very well access all the resources directly from there. So there is a lot of customer success stories and and all the documentations available in that page. Oh, there's a landing page. So we'll just send them to that. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Documentation repo uh, central there. You should you should start exploring Snap Center and people who are migrating from uh, Snap Manager. And if you have any issues please reach out to us. So we'd be very happy to help you out uh, in your in your transition journey, in your migration journey. And uh, please wait for the Snap Center service official announcement. So as of now, we have the preview now. So if you're interested for the preview, please do sign up for the beta program. So again, if we wanted to reach you, uh, Manohar, how do we do that? Uh, so again, my email ID is uh, manohar.kulkarni at netapp.com. Uh, also, I'm available on Twitter, kmanohar81, as well as on LinkedIn. And uh, we also have a, uh, if you have any queries related to Snap Center, then we have an email group ID, which is ng-snapcenter-feedback. So you can send in your queries, or if you have any suggestion, then uh, we, we can help you out through that email ID as well. All right, excellent. And uh, Eben? So most of the questions can be addressed directly from ng-snapcenter-feedback uh, at netapp.com. Uh, and if you want to specifically reach out to me, you can you can email me directly to ebin, E-B-I-N dot kadavi, K-A-D-A-V-Y at uh, netapp.com. All right, excellent. All right, thanks so much for joining us and talking to us all about Snap Center. All right, that music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netapp.com or send us a tweet at netapp. 
As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or via TechOnTapPodcast.com. If you like the show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech on Tap Podcast team, I'd like to thank Manohar for Carney and Eben Kadavi for joining us today. As always, thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Is it just me that's getting off on this? Oh, yeah.